Hello and welcome to the Bright Morning Podcast. I'm Elena Aguilar. Hey friends, so this episode is the last in our mini-series for new coaches, or maybe it's just for starting off the school year because all of these episodes are relevant to any coach. I know that you'll be getting a lot out of these, even if you're not a new coach, but I was specifically thinking about all the things I wish I had known as a new coach and that new coaches often asked ask me. Okay, so in this episode, I'm going to be talking to you about whether or not you should take notes for your client and send them out to them, or just what's involved in thinking about taking notes and sending them to your client, not necessarily a should. So I'll be jumping into that in just a moment. Before I do, I want to shout out Julie M., who is a friend of the podcast. Thank you, Julie, for your support. And anyone listening, if you want to become a Bright Money Podcast supporter, check out the show notes and you'll find a link there where it says support us. So today... I'm going to be talking to you about one of the questions that often comes up in my Art of Coaching workshop. I love this workshop. I love presenting it. It is such a powerful learning experience for coaches to come together, to build knowledge and skill, to be in community with each other, with coaches from around the world. And so if you are looking to grow your practice and your community, consider joining one of our monthly workshops. And in the show notes, you will find a link to learn more about those. Okay, let's jump into this episode. So notes send them out. Why? Why not? What do you put in notes anyway? I'm going to talk to you about the purpose of note taking and some things for you to think through to figure out an answer to this question. So I guess the first thing for you to know that maybe you've heard me say or you've seen me demonstrate in coaching uh, demonstrations that I do in workshops is that when I am coaching, I always take notes. I take notes primarily for myself so that I can remember what someone is saying so that I can be sure that I'm hearing their words. So 95% of what I write down are the client's words. I write down key phrases that they use. And what this does for me is it, again, makes sure that I capture and remember their words. It helps me stay focused and present in the conversation. And it also helps me to refrain from going into interpretation because I'm writing down their words. Occasionally, I also jot down the questions that I ask, particularly if those result in meaningful reflection for my client, because then later I can look back and say, ooh, this client is really responsive to, for example, when I take the confrontational stance. Perhaps that was a question that I asked that really resulted in a breakthrough. Or I asked them a question from my um, coaching survival stems that was really impactful. 
So that's the kind of thing that I want to have recorded. Now, those are notes I take for myself. Sometimes clients take notes as well, and they might be capturing ideas that they get, next steps, resources that I mention. So when I start coaching someone in the first session I have with them, I tell them, usually within the first five minutes, when I'm coaching, I always take notes. These are only for me. They will not be seen by anyone else. I'm capturing notes so that I can remember what you say. I can remember what's going on with you. If at any point you want to see my notes, you're welcome to. My handwriting may not be legible. I always take notes by hand also. I don't like to have a computer open. And there's a lot of research that says we remember what we write by hand. And it's really true. I remember what I write by hand. Um, And when you're writing by hand, you are more likely to capture only the key phrases. Whereas when you're writing by computer, you're more likely to capture a lot of information. So I will tell the client, I always take notes, sort of normalizing just so they don't feel uncomfortable. I've had, I've coached hundreds of people and I have really never had anybody who was uncomfortable with it. Um, But the other thing that I'll talk about with them in that first session is around them taking notes. And I might open this up by asking whether they are considering taking notes during our conversations, whether they would plan to, whether they want to capture key ideas. And I will encourage someone to take notes. I will, you know, if they sort of respond with like, oh, I don't know, I was sort of saying, you know, I think it's a really good idea. Maybe just have a notebook that is for our coaching work together. And it can be a place where you capture ideas you get, next steps, resources you want to follow up on, anything else that comes up. In addition, there are times during a coaching session where I will ask someone a question and I'll actually say, why don't you take a minute or two to write about this question? Sometimes that's really powerful in a coaching session to give someone an opportunity to do a quick write. So I will encourage people. First, I'll kind of want to like hear how they feel about taking notes and then I'll encourage them. Now, the question might come up at that moment around you as the coach taking notes. Will you take notes? Will you send them their notes? This question comes up in part depending on previous experiences they might have had with coaches. Some coaches do take notes and send them to their clients. Sometimes a coach will take notes on, for example, a Google Doc and share it. So this is a place for you to ask about prior experiences, if they've had any, and then to make decisions together. This is really the key thing. This is a moment, this is a micro moment, opportunity for trust building. Make the decision together. Be transparent and clear about what is going to happen. When you are building a new relationship with someone, every little moment can build trust. Every agreement you make is an opportunity to increase trust. So this is really key. Um, Be really clear about what your client can expect and 
within what time frames. So if you are going to take notes, and I'm going to give you, again, some things to think about to make that decision, but if you're going to do it and you tell your client, I'm going to send you notes within 24 hours, here's what you can expect. It'll be on a Google Doc. You will be able to edit and comment that Google Doc. Be really clear. Okay, now let's talk about why you might, why you might not, even just what the notes could contain. So notes could capture key decisions or next steps. They could capture resources that you mention. They might capture celebrations and progress towards goals that you are noticing and or that your client notices. Those are some of the things that could be in these notes that you take. Again, this could be a point of decision-making with your client, of conversation. Is there something else that they plan on taking notes on? Is there something they would love for you to take notes on? Every opportunity for joint decision-making is an opportunity for you to navigate the power dynamic between the two of you and for you to cultivate agency in your client. Every opportunity is one for them to think about what do they want? What do they need? What would best serve their learning? It's a point of discussion. All right, here's really the big factor to consider when you think about taking notes or not. Your capacity. This is the very real factor. Your capacity. Can you realistically find and hold the time every session to take notes or perhaps to translate what you take by hand into something written, whether that is shared in a Google Doc or an email. Consistency is critical. Do not commit to things that demand too much of your capacity. Can you realistically do this every time? How many clients do you have? Maybe if you've got a handful, maybe if you've got three or four clients, you can do this, but maybe not. Maybe you're teaching 80% of the time and you've got three or four clients and you know that that is just unrealistic or be honest with yourself. It probably is. So this is the question. Can you ask yourself, can I, can I realistically do this? every single time and do it well. And if you don't get a full yes, I can from yourself, then proceed with caution. Really proceed with caution. One of the biggest mistakes I see many new coaches making is that they overcommit. And I'll tell you, I did the same thing as a new coach also because I wanted to prove my value and I wanted to say yes to everything. So be really careful and think about what is sustainable. But there's a whole second set of reflections for you to engage in around whether or not it's worth taking notes. And this set of questions is around how you taking notes as the coach serves your client. What's the big purpose? How does it serve or even how could it undermine your client's growth? So one of the reasons why I am often reluctant to send send notes to my client 
even when I only have a handful of clients, is that I want them to capture what is most important to them. I want them to record. I want them to document their next steps and agreements. It feels important in terms of giving them agency, but also building their capacity to take responsibility for their growth and learning. So that said, it still could be that there are ways that your note taking and sharing those notes serves your client. So I have a coach and I love the fact that my coach sends me notes. She takes notes by hand and then afterwards she translates them into a, she sends them to me actually in an email and she also puts them on this Google Doc that we've had now for two years. And so it's a really long doc that has these brief bullet pointed notes from every session. And they often include a few highlights, a few next steps, a few ideas, and some resources. They're really brief. They are quick for me to read and digest, and I love them. I do also take my own notes during our sessions, but sometimes like she'll recommend something. And in that moment, I realize I don't have to say, oh, how do you spell that author's name? I don't have to write it down. I know she's going to send it to me. Sometimes the notes that she takes have a little bit of her synthesis. And sometimes I just really appreciate that. I can see things in her notes that I don't write in mine. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I I take my own notes. I feel like I have a lot of agency. I'm responsible for my learning. And I also love that she takes them for me. Okay, I will also mention, I had a client once. And when we started working together, we had this conversation about notes. And he really asked me if I would send him some notes. We determined what that would be. He really wanted me to be sharing what I saw as celebrations or bright spots because he felt like he just struggled to see that. He really wanted a written document and he really wanted me to highlight the things that I heard or saw that were progress towards his goals. I'm often reluctant to do this because I don't want to be the one pointing out progress. I want this to be collectively, jointly determined. It, it's a tricky thing for you to be the one saying, I saw this progress and this and this and this, because then your client can become dependent on you being the one holding up the signs and saying, growth, growth, growth. You know, we really want our clients to see their own growth. And sometimes it is hard to do that. Sometimes we can see our own growth when that is provoked by our coach. So this client really wanted me to send notes and I agreed and I did and it was a labor and I had to block out time in my calendar to do that. He really appreciated it. It was super helpful for him. He referred back to them a lot. And so that's another key thing to notice is if you are taking notes, does it seem like your client actually uses them, reads them? You know, I could see how from his perspective, it was just, he could actually in some ways be more present in the conversation. He could sink into the reflection and not feel like he had that pressure to take notes and capture his learning and growth. Um, so like 
everything in coaching, there is a set of criteria sometimes to think through in order to make a decision. And then there's what you do and the impact of what you do. And your job as a coach is to pay attention to impact. So how does your client respond to the questions you ask? What do they do with the notes that you send them? How do they engage with those? Are they useful? Are they helpful? What do you see happening? So think about the purpose Think about how you taking notes and sharing those with your client might serve them or undermine their learning or growth. Really consider your capacity and make sure that if you are making a commitment, you have the time that you can be consistent. Because again, this is about trust building. Don't overcommit. Your value is not tied to how much you produce or how much how many emails you send or how many resources you share. Your value is tied to your ability to be present in the conversation and to show up and hold skillful space for your client to learn, to process, to reflect, and to grow. So those are some considerations for you around taking notes. And I hope that you found that helpful. I hope you found this whole series helpful, this mini series to start the year, especially for new coaches. I hope this was helpful. And if you did find it helpful, would you send this episode or maybe one of the others from this series to a friend or a colleague? I would really appreciate that. Thank you. And Leslie Bickford is the podcast producer. Thank you, Leslie. And Stacy Goodman is the sound engineer. Thank you, Stacy. I'll see y'all next week. <laughs>